0: he likes to tell you if anyone will listen about his seven caps his chocolate knees his distinct lack of pace now it's a long shot Before we get into the podcast, let me just tell you quickly what is coming up sporting-wise on S4C this week. Saturday night, 10 o'clock, we've got a bit of cycling action. The Criterium de Dauphinois with John Hardy, Rodrigo Mer, Reinechtab Gwynedd. So join the boys to find out what is going on in the cycling world. And then, moving into Sunday, we've got a repeat of the documentary George Best bailard bottle. 3 o'clock in the afternoon, a little afternoon chill. After your Sunday roast, little George Best documentary. 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, and then 9 o'clock, Sunday evening, Argentina against Wales. Highlights of the second international over in Argentina. Wales will be looking to follow on from their win last weekend. So check those out. Cycling, Saturday night, 10 o'clock. Documentary on George Best, Sunday afternoon, and then Sunday evening, nine o'clock, rugby highlights, Argentina, Wales. Enjoy. Welcome to the Longman's Football World podcast. To today's episode, where I made the journey through Wales, across the A5, and then just a little turn off at Kerrygedridyon to make my way to Bala, where today's guest was kind enough to accommodate me in his home. We uh, sat down in his kitchen, doors open, birds tweeting outside, it was a wonderful day. Had a lovely cup of coffee and a nice chat um, about his experiences. None other than Tim Williams, um, the boss, the head honcho, the producer, the designer, of Spirit of 58, clothing range and beyond. He's got all sorts of things going on. Busy, busy man, certainly over the last couple of years. So it was really interesting to get his insight into, first of all, why he decided to do it, uh, being brave enough to take the steps of, of leaving his work and uh, carrying on with, with this venture that, that obviously means so much to him, uh, the, the, the brand with Wales's success in Euro 2016. Has just grown from strength to strength, and you know, it was interesting to get his views on always looking to stay ahead of the curve, how to stay relevant, how to stay busy, how to st- just keep the clientele happy. And um, so, it was, a, it was nice to sit down with Tim, something a little bit different to, to what's gone on previously on, on the podcast, a little bit of a Wales Away theme as well. Uh, he's been a, a, an avid Wales Away football supporter for, for a long time now, so. Really enjoyed the chat. Hopefully, you guys do too. This is Tim Williams, Spirit of 58. Tim Williams, Spirit of 58, here we are in your uh, beautiful house in Bala. Thank you for the welcome. Thank no you problem. for the
1: coffee. How's things? Yeah, very good at the moment. Yeah, getting over the um, bit of jet lag after uh, the trip to LA to watch Wales last week. Um, Took a family holiday, killed two birds with one stone, so kept everybody happy. Uh, Jet lag or long-term hangover? No, I wouldn't say a hangover because the wife came with me and my daughter, who's only five. So it was uh, best behaviour over there. And uh, it was a long flight, about 12 hours. So so, it was quite difficult for the little one um, because of space. But um, um, she coped very well. She's quite a... Seasoned campaigner when it comes to watching Wales now, so this is a, this will be my third trip after going to the Euros yeah. with me for two weeks and um, the game we had in Cyprus as well.
0: So I would imagine these trips now have a very different feel to them than uh, than they used to have. You're you're an old an old stage, an old campaigner following Wales, yeah.
1: Yeah, a little bit, but I try, you know I still uh, like to keep my um, my foot in with the lads trips as well, so. Um, got uh, albania to come this year and uh the trip to denmark but um the wife is also coming with me to dublin yeah so um you know you've got to try and keep everybody happy as best you can
0: so in terms of keeping the lads trips going for the wales away are you almost when the groups come out and you know a lot of us see these trips to uh, Eastern Europe and these countries, Albania, Georgia, and you think, oh, bloody hell, we've got to get there. You're thinking, yeah, the family, the the missus won't really fancy going there.
1: Not a trip to Albania, no, but as soon as Albania um, did come up, I know it's only a friendly, it was one of those places that we've always said we wanted to go. So there's about, probably about 15 in our party travelling already. So yeah. uh, the places you wouldn't take the family on holiday normally, but you do get to see places where you wouldn't normally... Go um, with your daughter and your wife.
0: When, when, when did it start for you? When did you start supporting Wales, and, and why? What what got you going? Did you go to a game with with your dad, or or was it something else? So I
1: think probably most um, lads who uh, are into football, probably the first ever match they went to was probably with the da- with their dad, which I did. Um, I think it was back in 1980 when we played Russia mm. in the World Cup qualifier. At i always remember the day it was very hot and stood on the cop and the cop being very full that day so we were stood at the bottom and probably didn't see much of the match but it was such a, an occasion for a nine-year-old lad to go to watch his country with his father and uh, yeah fond memories because my dad was never one to go and watch football he was always more keen to play football because mm. um, he played football I think to the age of 47 football was playing football was his thing rather than going to watch football and then he retired and he took over he began refereeing and then he um, took over the Ballard Junior Football um, club then for many years so uh, he never until his dying day one his, well, of his last wishes was for me to sort uh, a new football kit, kit for the lads before he passed away unfortunately. But that was one thing I remember he said, get off to Wrexham and go and find him a new kit. He said Did you do it? I went to Wrexham, yeah, but um, you know, they already had the kit. So, you know, it was just one of those things that played on his mind to I think to leave his mark, yeah. which he still has now to this day, like you know.
0: So what are, what sort of crowds are we talking then at the race course, these Wales games?
1: I think the crowd for the Russia game was thirty thousand. Um, back then, so all four sides were full then, yeah. and a bit different to these days where the average crowd at Rexham is probably about 4,500. Yeah. So I try and go as much as I can, um, combining football and family life. The daughter hasn't shown no interest in going to the race course yet, but mm-hmm. I'm still trying to twist her arm. Maybe one day she'll come along. Whether she'll want to go back, I don't know, but let's hope so.
0: And the clothes, um, you know, we'll go over everything as as, as we go along. But did it, did it start with Rex and merchandise?
1: No, Wales. It started with. Um, it started uh, eight over eight years ago now, when we came, when I came back from Montenegro, away with Wales again. What was the score? I think we lost one nil. Tosh and yeah um, I'm not sure who was in charge then, to be honest with you. Well,
0: actually. No, he wasn't, Toshiak. Eight, he was after that. Okay.
1: About 80 years ago, and um, I think we lost 1 0. And there was about 500 Welsh fans who a great trip again. Yeah. Sometimes the football spoils the trip if you lose. Um, and I'd, had, I'd got 100 t shirts, which I ordered before I went, in hope that we'd come away from a win. It's all a lot of it's got to do with feel good factor. You know, the one Wales are doing well. I do well as well. Yeah. But I came home with a and had to sell a hundred t-shirts and the campaign at the time I think didn't get started, we lost and it didn't get started. Uh, we sort of they faltered halfway through again. And um, but the t-shirt sold probably down to the fact that it was a t-shirt which celebrated the fact that we'd beaten England four one at the race course. Yeah. And there was a T shirt with a lineup. Of that day, so it hits a nerve. Back then, it was more about celebrating the odd occasion that we did win, yeah. Rather than now, where we're celebrating the fact that we've done so well in qualifying and how well we did in France, like you know? So that's before the
0: Montenegro game. You just thought to yourself, "Well, an idea popped into your mind." Had you had you
1: seen examples of something similar elsewhere? Well, what I, the idea came about because of the lack of merchandise, which was available, in, in my opinion. So you
0: could get champion kit or umbro maybe was the sponsor at that time i think it was champion so kit or training kit that's it
1: yeah that's it basically and um i thought there was a market out there for the younger generation and the older generation like father and son which which now i sell to guys who are in their 40s and 50s and also they you know the younger members of their family you know they could come to my i see them the ones who come to my gigs that i put on You'll see the father and also the son, so it's become a family mm. thing rather than just an individual member of that family. Like you know, so
0: there must be an unbelievable pride uh, from you wherever you go, but especially the Wales games. We won't go too far into the Euros just yet. Yeah, but just seeing people in your merchandise must put a smile on your face.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, and um, it, it hits home. I think prior to the Euros, um, during that campaign, really it was a two-year campaign which obviously, because we were doing so well, um, the interest in my stuff grew. Um, and I noticed very much so in when we played Cyprus and won one yeah. Um We took a big following there, about 4,500 and all behind one goal. And you just being amongst all the well support, you realised how much the label had grown the last you know, few months. when you could see all the bucket hats yeah. amongst the well support. Not everybody wears it, but there's a big big element of people that do. It's almost like the uniform for Wales fans. Yeah, a lot of Welsh fans. You know, you'll, you'll never appeal to everybody, but uh, I think what I do try and do is try and keep it interesting and new. So, um, you know, that I think there's probably done about 60 different T-shirt designs now mm. over the eight years, So, but people still ask for older favourites, which which I you know I try and do now and again to keep everybody happy like you know
0: so if there's a request for a certain t-shirt that was made six seven years ago will you wait for uh, almost a hundred people to come with you with the same idea or will you go out and just get a handful
1: well you always got a minimum order and what I do and I always pride myself on the quality of the t-shirts because they're all screen printed and there's up to seven colours on a t-shirt so the more colours you put on a t-shirt the more it costs me okay so, you know, um I pride myself on the quality and the little extras that you put on the t-shirt, and uh, you know, I always you know a lot of the time I give a the little freebie uh, in the parcel, um like a car sticker which which people get involved and take pictures of it, and you see them ran, things randomly all throughout the country. If you pack behind the car, you'll see somebody with one of my stickers in front of you, like you know, so
0: it's it's yeah you you you've obviously nailed it there because these days, especially so much shopping gets done online and the packaging counts, doesn't it, it matters. If you, if it comes in, doesn't have to be a fancy box or a bag or something, but just little, something that makes it stand out from other
1: products. Yeah, I think so. A little bit, not all the time, you know, you've obviously got, um, you've got to be careful, you don't give too much away, but, um, yeah, like you know, there's about 40 or 50 different products that I've done so far, so the range is always get, um, becoming bigger. You know, as I said previously, uh, uh, I never thought I'd be doing socks. You know, it's um, it's a bit mad, really. But um, and hip flasks. You know, I've done hip flasks. They've sold well, and um, you know, various products, really. Um, so it's not just a bucket and a t-shirt. It's the whole the uniform, I would say, from top to bottom or top top down. Um, you know, and. Uh, it's quite visible when you go to games as well So uh, yeah, I'm very proud of my achievements And um, and I'm always trying to move on as well In what I do So um, if you stand still, you get left behind, I suppose
0: So what was your job? You know, we're talking about those early days Seven, eight years ago What what did you do?
1: I worked for a builder's merchant um, Probably over 20 years Working for builder's merchants You can name them if you are Tim I might get a sponsor from them Well, I'll uh, mention Hughes Grey Because they're a Welsh oh. company And mm. they're a good company to work for and lots of lads who work for Hughes Grey also Welsh football fans and they support me as well. So yeah. no um so I took the the big it was a, quite a big decision prior to the Euros, um to um to finish at Hughes Grey and go full time doing Spirit fifty eight because it was getting a bit out of hand um at the time. Um, are we
0: talk to- are we talking right before the Euros or when it seemed it these about, could qualify here?
1: Yeah, I think it was Christmas time th- we come up to four years this Christmas. So um it was during the campaign where the decision was made where the house was full of boxes yeah. and just trying to keep up with orders, um, as well as working full time during the day. So um and my little daughter, um and spending time with my little quality time with my daughter, so it's the case of trying to get the balance right, which I think I've done now looking back.
0: I think I've got your next venture. You know, those free Hughes Grey T-shirts that get handed about to all the builders and stuff. They're low quality, I think, Tim. I think that's your next job.
1: I'm not, I wouldn't like to comment on that because um, <laughs> I know John very well. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so... Uh, no, but, you know, fair play to Hughes Grey. They give them to the builders out free of charge. You see them uh, everywhere, don't you? You see them everywhere, a bit like my uh, bucket hats, really, throughout Wales. So, um, you know, it's good to see a Welsh... Another Welsh company growing all the time. To mm. be honest with you,
0: and um, during that period, then you know you, you're going into work, you're coming home, and you've got these orders to deal with. We're probably talking real late nights just to get things packaged up. Were you bringing the wife in, and she she was having to help you when she wanted to just sit
1: down, watch Coronation Street or something? <laughs> um, on a personal level, I try and do it all myself because um, as much as I can because I know what I've sent out. Um, I have employed people at the Asteroid last year in, on Anglesey. Yeah. Which, which I couldn't have done that on my own. But um, packing wise, I like to see where the items actually go to as well. Yeah. So I, um, you know, make a note um, of what area of Wales things tend to go and where the bulk of my business lies. And you do get a, a better idea where Spirit of 58 strongholds are in Wales. Um, and they tend to be in you know certain parts which working class areas of mm. Wales I would class them um, yeah. where there's a strong um, football following whether it be on a Saturday at local level or clubs like Cardiff City, Wrexham, Swansea, Newport those big areas I get a lot of support from there but I get a lot of support from the Ronvick and on TAF, which is a very working-class area but that's where the bulk of my business is, as well as the Wrexham area and as well as the Carnarvon, Borough area yeah. and parts of Anglesey. So you see all that, you keep a note of? Yeah, I keep a note of where things go and uh, with the new website coming soon, it'll give me a better idea what areas to target and what have you. And um, you know, it's interesting and I sell all over the world as well, so that's quite rewarding. A lot of expatriates buy my stuff Um which is quite nice to send stuff to a lot of regulars who live um, out of Wales as well. There would have been an order for a bobble hat
0: a few years ago from uh, a, a tall, strapping man called Owen Tidder Jones. I bought a bobble hat off you. I don't know where I would have lived though. I'm not sure where you would have sent that.
1: Was it up in Scotland? Could have been in the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they sell a lot in London. Yeah, out of Wales, it's, it's the London area I seem to sell a lot of. So I'm sure a lot of Welsh people have moved. To London over the years to, to to find work.
0: Well, the Inverness one it could have cost you a little bit more packaging because when I lived there and you'd go on Amazon or trying to buy something online, you had to pay more because you lived up in the Highlands. Wow, you know, which is a bit of a disgrace, really. Yeah. So maybe I've shortchanged you a little bit there, Tim.
1: Possibly, yeah. Maybe that's something to do with George Jordan as well.
0: Yeah. You never know. Anything over the board? Yeah. At top of the board, there.
1: Yeah? That's it. Yeah, we're still very glad you.
0: So the name. Spirit of '58, the brand name. Obviously, it comes from the, the World Cup campaign. Yeah. Why did you decide on that?
1: I just thought, like, being a long suffering Welsh fan, um, where we've had a lot of near misses in qualification. You know, that, you know, a lot of people in Wales have stuck by the side mm. over the years. And whereas years ago, you know, it was quite a hardcore support, especially away from home. You tend to know everybody. Who went and you know, it's a hardy bunch of supporters, and maybe at times we've never had the praise in Wales that we've gone to places like um, Albania and Romania and places off the beaten track slightly. And there's the same lot of people going time and time again, regardless, win or lose. Yeah, but obviously, with the success of the Euros, I think there's a new um, support there, and maybe. An older generation who've come back to Wales to support them, like.
0: Take me back to those days then, on on the trips where you'd go to off the beaten track, as you say. Uh, how many of you would there be?
1: Um, I think the lowest, the least amount, I should say, of supporters. I think I've been amongst is savest. Thirty-seven yeah. in Italy for a friendly. I think it was Ian Rush's last game for Wales. In Italy. In um, and it poured down with rain and we had no roof on the stand and it was just one of those games we lost 3-0 I thought I must be bloody mad. Um, But you say I'm not going back again. We always say I'm not going back and then you're booking the next trip as soon as the next game's announced. But I always remember that game was probably the least amount of Welsh fans that I've been um, in a a ground with, places like Belarus, uh, the Ukraine, Um, you know, probably about 100. No more than 200. But, you know, we used to have a lot of fun and a lot of camaraderie between everybody and everybody knew each other. Um, and I think the success of the Euros, you know, the hardcore support now is, is a lot bigger um, in numbers. Even going to Albania for a friendly, we're probably taking more to Albania for a friendly game than maybe we did for a qualifying game. Going back maybe Some home games. Home games have been,
0: but but you're taking more to Albania maybe than you would have got for some home games. Possibly a few
1: years ago. yes, possibly. I've been in the Arms Park, I think against San Marino, with very little people in there. Um, games like that, and, and you do question your sanity on a Wednesday night, traveling from places like Bala where you don't have a train station. You've either got to drive down in the car, three hour drive, three and a half hour drive, um, and at some time I lived in London for a period of time and. You know going to Dublin for a for a match, and no more than two hundred Welsh fans in dublin and now I can sure how many we took last time. I was probably in the region of six seven thousand you know and I I think we played in Ireland on a Wednesday afternoon um there must be over two hundred of us there, but you know it's, it's not just about the football, obviously you know it mm-hmm. helps when you win, but it's about the fun and uh, meeting people you wouldn't normally see out of football. And uh, having a good time with them, like you know.
0: So, would you all get together? You know, I think a lot was made. I I think you you can tell me if I'm wrong. There's yourself, there's a good crew of people that I know who are Wales fans first, and everything else is separate. So, Wrexham, or whoever it would be. It's quite well known that. Swansea and Cardiff fans sometimes at Wales games used to you know there used to be a battle there they used to obviously hatred there from their clubs and they would maybe take to the international scene was that something that you were aware of saw did it happen or or did you just see Wales fans were all here together
1: yeah I was very aware of it because um, when I first started watching Wales away in 91 in Belgium I think we that was probably the pinnacle of football hooliganism yeah and uh, I did see uh, some incidents um, during that our first you know first trip for a group of lads so you go a young group of possibly naive lads from Bala went on their first trip watching Wales amongst experienced people who had been watching Wales in the 80s and um, you know two or three of our parties uh, probably have never been back to watch Wales away yeah. um, since that game because uh, certain things happened but um I won't go into too much details, but, you know, it was, at times it was a bit hairy, but, you know, we came back from there and all of us unscathed. Um, there's lots of stories about that trip, um, you know, to do things happened amongst the, the, some of the Wrexham supporters who went over there amongst Cardiff, mm. and they put some lads off. They, they just couldn't be bothered with the hassle. Yeah. But um, I think ever since that period of time, It's got better over the years. I know there has been some incidents between Cardiff and Swansea. And, you know, I don't like to comment too much because I don't support either club because I get a lot of support from two sets of fans. You're Um, a fan of Welsh football. I'm a fan of Welsh football first. So, you know, um, that's what I'm about. So um, I've got to appeal to everybody um, Mm. uh, in Wales because we're only a small nation. And, um, you know, I get people asking me, why don't you diversify and do stuff, uh, English related stuff for the England team and I've been approached by the Irish and the Scottish and I've always said no because I'm staying, uh, maybe my downfall maybe, but I'm staying loyal to my country and loyal to the the country I support in football so uh, hasn't done me any harm so far and I think people respect what I do because I do go to the games on a regular basis as much as I can, I don't miss many games so... uh, You know, um, and I'm quite lucky. My wife's understanding. She does. She
0: wants. She wants you out the
1: house. Maybe she wants the peace and quiet. And and she comes to all the home games with me now. And she's got to know a lot of people. Yeah. And it's not just the male-dominated thing. Now I've noticed a lot of um, women go to watch Wales now over the last few years, which is great. Like you know, a lot of families as well, because there was a lot of families in America. You know, so the two things, a family holiday mixed in with football so um you know my daughter hasn't got much choice so she just goes along with it like you know but yeah. she loves being around a football crowd who have always been very kind towards her as well and she has lots of fun amongst them yeah
0: so i think you've done a few bits and bobs for wrexham yes swansea and cardiff is it something that, that's on your agenda
1: yeah it's i've done a few cardiff items um there have been a cardiff bucket hat and t-shirts Robin Friday T-shirt, who's a legend. That's Cardiff, more for the maybe the two finger salute he's got. Right. Um, but I've also done a uh, Swansea items. I've also done Newport. I've also done um, Rill as well. Um, obviously Wrexham. And I'm always willing to listen to people if they've got any ideas. You know, I'd rather work with everybody than against people. You know, I think because we're a small country and um, it's better to work alongside as many people as you can. You do get to know the good ones and the not so good along the way, people you can rely on but I have a good relationship with quite a few people now so it's and it's always growing like and the collaboration um, with the Welsh FA which is happening soon is something I, I think uh, anybody we'd be proud of because you know I, I know there are good people at the Welsh FA and as far as I know the majority of my Welsh football fans as well
0: yeah you know, so. so that situation uh, is it the FAW who approach you or do you think do you, do you know what this not this this product in, it, in its entirety everything you've got something to, to give to help them if, if that makes sense yeah I
1: think it's a, it's a, it's a two way street I think where they can help me and I can help them and uh, there's people who work in, at the Welsh FA in the office who have been very loyal customers of mine so you know I've sent quite a few parcels to um, the Welsh Cafe in Cardiff so I'm sure it was quite visible of what I was doing in the office and also in, in at the Wales Games you, you know what I do is quite colourful and it's very visible so um, yeah so um, you know I think we both sort of have come to an understanding where it'll be beneficial to us both you know, and it'll uh, it'll take my what I do to a bit and to a bigger market again. You know, every not everybody's aware of Spirit Fifty Eight, I'm sure, but in the Canton stand with the stage that I have there where we put on Welsh bands and mm-hmm. promote Welsh bands, you know, it's um, it's created a quite a buzz there before matches, quite an atmosphere. So um yeah, which is the exciting times ahead. So, um,
0: so what is it going to be with the Welsh Chef then? Well, is it a top secret, or is it? No, great, it's not no secret. because
1: there has a new, newsletter has already gone out to um, existing members of the um, the travel club and the membership scheme, where you know what the Welsh Chef have done. They've got to be applauded. They're awarding um, loyalty to people. Um, first who have the option of buying tickets first because they go to the most away games or whatever they've they've, they've, they've done that and I think that's a really good idea people who go to the most games get the best chance first of getting the tickets so part of the package of the Welsh FA membership which I think is going out in the next couple of weeks is um, that if people want to buy off my site they get a 10% discount um, if they stick in the a code which which saves them money as well, and it'll create more of a footfall on my new website, which is up, uh, which I'll hopefully will be up and running soon.
0: And then on maybe the FAW's website, they will just have a section to promote or a direct link onto your yeah, website.
1: Yeah, I think it's all about the uh, internet now, and uh, I'm sure they'll have a direct link that you can go buy. Off. Hopefully, they will, and um, you know, and I'll help the Welsh FA as much as um, I can as well. On my website, you know, um, you know, obviously put the link to the Welsh FA website on my page as well, so it'll help both parties. I think
0: it's probably a difficult situation for you. You know, we've had a look at your study where you got so much, so much gear there, and I'm sure you've had a lot more in there. A situation where, of course, you want to be successful, and I guess if you wanted to approach, you could approach Swansea, you could approach Cardiff, Wrexham. Football clubs across the country at any level with ideas for them, but you've got to be careful of your own workload and what's possible.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree, you've got to you know be careful with family life as well. Um, you know, you're spell quality time at home. Um but um the wife's understanding and she knows I'm passionate about it, um, which is the reason why I set it up. Uh the passion for what I did and it was a bit of a dream, um a bit like Wales. You know, the dream for a lot of people my age and older, one of the dreams we had was to see Wales at a major tournament and one of the dreams I had was to do what I do. So, um, yeah, so I'm moving into new office space in the next couple of weeks, so that will make life easier.
0: Everything will get sent there.
1: Everything will get sent there. And uh, hopefully the, um, the office I've had at home, which I've taken over from the wife's um, office, uh, being that she was a physio, she is a physio, but she did pract- had a practice at home. I took over that um, prior to the Euros because um, it was just full of boxes and parcels basically to post. So, it, you know, it was a, a, a good time, but it was quite a difficult time as well to keep up with the man, working full time and obviously um, putting the hours in to the early hours and getting up early to get those uh, items out for the general public
0: and I guess having an office space elsewhere it gives you that element that you're going to work yes and that when you walk back through the front door yeah. when you get home you can just switch off you yeah
1: know. You, can, you, you, you do try and switch off um but it's, it's become quite a it's always on your mind um you know when you wake up early and uh you know what's the next idea um what's round the corner? And you do worry sometimes when the next sale's coming from. But they do come because I've gained a very loyal customer base over the last eight years, which is Chrome. Um, It was a very loyal customer base to start with, um, mainly the regular Welsh support, who um, I think did want something alternative to a replica shirt um, back then. And not everybody fits into a replica shirt. So, uh, you know... Some of my sizes are small and some of them are very large. It's yeah. for, for all Welshmen, really. Um, whatever size they are.
0: We've messed about for long enough. Let's go back two years. I know it's this week while we're talking. Mm. Two weeks yesterday, I think, the, the, game, the first game in Bordeaux. Yes. It's all over our social media. Yeah. Um, you went there with your family?
1: Yeah, I went to I couldn't leave the family behind for two weeks. I know yeah. some of my friends did. I won't name names.
0: So you're saying you're a better family man than most? Not saying that,
1: not saying that. But it, it does help and I wanted them to be part of it because uh, my wife Amy, um you know, was moved to Bala quite a few years ago and um, she was a football fan anyway. And um, since meeting me, she's become quite an ardent Welsh football fan. She goes every home game and some of the away. So, you know, she's become part of my... Um, for life and um, you know the experiences over in France where we went for two whole weeks with as a family that will last a lifetime you know she was amongst the friends and they had their children we were on a campsite in Bordeaux literally 15 minute walk away from the ground yeah and when we were all walking to the ground together you know it was quite a good feeling um you know seeing your clothes ever. The close and people you knew over the years, you're randomly walking down the street in Bordeaux and bumping into people you've known throughout the years, watching football. Not just through Spirit of 58, because I've followed Wales for years, you've gained friendships from all over Wales, and um, but with doing Spirit of 58 I've gained new friends as well, um, doing it which was great, you know, bumping into people in the middle of the night in Bordeaux, looking for a taxi home. Yeah. Uh, there was guys there on my campsite. I was on my own, and they offered me a lift in their taxi, um, which is which is all, you know, to me, it's what it's all about, watching Wales. It's about helping each other out. So, um, yeah, fantastic. And the first person I bumped into on the campsite in Bordeaux was a lady from McHuntleth, who had one of my hats on, you know, and you struck up a conversation. So
0: in that situation... You know, they're wearing your hat or yeah. your t shirt, whatever. Yeah. Uh, do you mention to them? Do you say it straight away, quick in a conversation? Eh?
1: Not, not always. I, I, I do try and keep it as much as I can, low key, and I don't like to shout about it. But, you know, I've got to know a lot of people through football over the years, and, you know, they like to chat. And they say, Women are worse than men, but my wife says, You men are worse than us. Yeah. And I'll be walking down the street in Cardiff before a game, and I'm always on to stop and talk to people and she's always on to wait. So we're, it's a, like a role reversal. So she's waiting for me now, whereas I used to have to wait for her yeah. to get ready to go out or something. Yeah. But it's great, you know, because it, I've got friends now who maybe without Spirit of 58, I would have never known before. Like we went to um, LA for the game against Mexico and we traveled with a family from South Wales and we had a great time, you know. It's not just about people you were brought up with um it's about people throughout the country and uh sharing those experiences like bordeaux i don't think you'll ever beat that um, you know the atmosphere in the campsite was fantastic you know i went with a friends from Corwin who were good friends and their family were so good with my daughter who was only five they were a bit older but they were very kind and had time to spend with her and even you know they related to harry wilson and even Harry came to the...
0: I saw saw Harry, yeah. I I was Harry's roommate for his debut against Belgium Yeah. and I saw him in Bordeaux in in one of your bucket hats.
1: Yeah, he came to the campsite to to meet his leg. So it shows, you know, the level that some of the players are where they will take time and come and meet, obviously, their family but they'll have time for the fans as well which I think is important because, you know, not so long ago we weren't as successful as we are now and I think it's important for... You know, as best they can. I know they have busy lives, and you know they are they are our heroes at the end of the day. because we, we met them in the team hotel in America, and myself and my friend, we were like starstruck mm. meeting the players. You know, and uh, they're your heroes, and uh, you know they're good people. And they had time to speak to us and take photographs and sign autographs, which you know some of the players get some bad press for not doing that. But I think the Welsh party. He's a good bunch of people. So right?
0: were you meeting them over in America because of who you are?
1: Not necessarily. No, we missed the training session on the Saturday because we were flying over. Yeah. And um, Mark and Lucy at the Welsh FA invited me over um, to the team hotel. With, um, just you know, I took my shirt from the Euros and I got a few signatures and we spoke to some of the, the players and they had time for us and um, S- spoke about the brand. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. Um, like Chris Gunter, who's very amenable. And, uh, you know, I've done T-shirts with some of these players. Yeah. Um, some of the product is, like, uh, with people like Gunter, who, who I think wears his hat on his sleeve for the Wales. And he's become a folk hero to a lot of us. It's not necessarily the high-profile players who mean the most to us. Yeah. It might mean the most to the younger generation, but the older People who've played the most games and turn up all the time. I know Gareth turns up all the time. But it's the ones who are, you know, maybe not so high profile. Who but, are, but they're ours. They're ours. You are, see them, yeah. They, you know, they, it's like Joey Jones, that type of player years ago. People identify with cult heroes, I would say. And a lot of my T-shirts are based on more of the cults. Figures in Welsh football, yeah. you know, before the Euros, you know, doing George Berry, design, um, you know, um, people like that, Joey Jones, who's always been good to me whenever I met him, um, and a very proud Welshman, which goes a long way to the fans. That you know, regardless of who we play and where we play, they'll always be there. So um, yeah, there's a good bond, I think, at the moment. To be honest with you,
0: has there been an element of? Support from players in terms of are you aware that some players have got your product, or alternatively, if not, you know, you're talking about doing a shirt with Chris Gunter on it. Yeah, does it, does it cross your mind to send one to Chris Gunter?
1: Well I always try and send one to whichever player um, that I've done a design for. And uh, there's a guy I know who drives the coaches for Reading Football Club, Andy. Yeah, you've probably met him. Possibly over the years, and he follows Wales everywhere. I met him in America, and he took the T-shirt on my behalf to him, and and he signs the T-shirt, and he and I give him a T-shirt, and uh, you know that quote he 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 came out with after we lost to Ireland, basically telling everybody it's not the end of the world and let's keep on going. You yeah. know, you know that that statement of intent was, you know, fantastic for the fans to hear, and you know, from everybody being down in the dumps about Russia and having no games this year we've had played in china played in america and we've got the three other games to come now and um, you know i'm sure denmark are home Ireland, at home will all be sell out matches so um it's a know.
0: long time isn't it for a competitive game it's almost a frustration we've had i know there's been disappointment over the years campaigns of have- been finished before they've even begun almost but then we've had that taste of success and it's like this is now the first summer where there is a tournament we're missing out on and it's like oh my god this this hurts a bit
1: yeah i I think you know the feeling after that game when we lost which i think we we could have gone on and won it but circumstances we didn't but i wasn't too overly um upset about it because i always said that if we have qualify once for a major tournament i'd be happy but when you look back you think what if because i'd be packing my bags now to go to russia yeah this week i'd probably be on my way with the other friends and like-minded people um you know a lot of people said after we lost oh i didn't want to go to russia but it dawns on you when you see all the media coverage on tv and the radio now you would have loved to be part of that you know the big event and i would have gone it's a defence
0: mechanism, isn't
1: it? Uh, it is, yeah. It was like, oh I didn't want to go anywhere. It's a bit rough <laughs> in Russia. But I've been to Russia with Wales and when we in the playoff game and you know, we came back from there, we drew nil nil away, but we lost a home and another what if there. Yeah. But I've been to places like Russia and it's a big country and it's, it's had a bad press for various things. But I think Wales's reputation abroad isn't the same as England. And I think you know we'd have probably be jo- we'd have all enjoyed ourselves in such a vast country, a lot of travelling. But I I would have certainly gone, and uh, a lot of people I know would have gone. And just this week, it's at home. Whereas I'm packing parcels to send out to people. I would have been packing my own bag to go. The only thing of worry would I'm sure my wife would have worried sick about me going, about the media coverage which yeah. has been.
0: It's the same before, before every World Cup as well, though, isn't it? South Africa, Brazil, yeah, safety and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and
1: then you find, as long as you're not there to cause trouble, you're going you're gonna to get on with people. You know, we played the game in Russia and France, and I didn't see any problems. And met some Russian supporters, couldn't understand the word they said, but they were absolutely fine. My daughter was amongst them before the game. Yeah. And um, we had a great time before that match, and, uh, you know, but, you know, forward to the next campaign now and I'm even looking forward to this new tournament you know which can lead to other things and um, you know keep on going and I'll just have to adopt another side in the World Cup really.
0: <laughs> who, who do you fancy?
1: Um, I'm gonna go for France I think because you know they said before we went to France the, the French were a bit up themselves but the welcome we got in France was um, fantastic.
0: Did you go to France for the Wales game in November? Yes.
1: Yeah, I went to the friendly.
0: They're a good team, are they?
1: They're a good side. So I think, you know, for a host nation and the way they they made us welcome in France for those, that month, I was out there for the month, was, um, you know, something to behold really. And uh, so why not back France, isn't
0: it? So not qualifying for the World Cup, does that affect you? Have you seen... Uh, a rise in sales have you seen a dip in sales or or are you pretty comfortable how it's going
1: I'm comfortable how it's going um, because I'm doing you know you have to diversify things don't go to plan and um, you need to do other things um, which I think I've done uh, with this this tie in with the Welsh FA now Um, that's exciting for me and and, um, working with other labels as well and there's all you know um, there's a bit more time to think Focus on what your next products are and plan ahead to the autumn, to winter. Um, You've got to think, you know, a little bit ahead. The only problem I had with the Euros is that I probably ran out of stock too soon. And I didn't go to France and sell anything, whereas others did. And I, I made a point of going to France to enjoy myself and take it all in. And people were coming up to me in the pubs and the bars. And saying why haven't you brought stuff over but i wanted to experience it because it might never happen again yeah and, um and i cer- certainly did enjoy it but i as a dip in sales it you know I, you, i've got figures in front of me some days and you know the, the prior to the euros and was the pinnacle and probably the two years after um where it was you know constant business but um I think if you try and keep things interesting and fresh, people will always buy off you. And, you know, you never stop supporting your team. Um, There's probably people who have not gone back to watch Wales since the Euros for various reasons. And there's people who don't miss a game. But the people who, you know, people go irregular still buy my stuff. So, um, you know, I do appreciate the support from them. Um, So, you know, just keep on going. I was
0: going to mention, you spoke about going to France for the two weeks. Yes. Did you then go back? You come back with the family home. Yeah, and that, then...
1: that's when it went wrong, really. Um, as <laughs> the, soon as I got the, back, the, to... the
0: players messed up your plans.
1: No, well, it took two. So I went with the family for two weeks, and we saw um, for the first three matches, and came home. And however, uh, my wife, Amy, I, know I say the wife, my wife, Amy, she was like my personal travel agent over yeah. in France. Um, you know, she arranged all the trip um, for me. And she's fantastic what she does. And whilst we were playing the games in the latter stage of the qualifying uh, campaign, in, over in France, she was on the internet booking the next trip out. Was she? Yeah. You know, and um, fantastic. You know, I was I was in the ground and she's on the the internet looking at all options. So we came home, and in the meantime, I um, in I think it was Shrewsbury Station. I lost my. Passport um, Not through drunkenness Just uh, forgetfulness Or I thought the bag had been pinched But in the bag On the train Was my um, The three passports For me My wife And my daughter Vouchers to the final um, The iPad Sunglasses Got back to Bala Realised it was lost Or stolen And I had two days To get back to Paris Yeah The next game against Northern Ireland, and then panic set in. So it was a case of reporting it stolen to British Transport Police and um, finding, getting hold of an emergency passport from Liverpool. So it was a case of heading straight to Liverpool. The following day, when we got back from France, pleaded with the woman in behind the counter there, and I told her straight, I got to be in Paris by tomorrow evening or the f- two days time mm. and and she said scouser she was and she said look she said love i'll sort you out you'll have a new passport by six o'clock this evening Bless so the relief was you know um but then come up past five she approached me and she said sorry love you'll have to come back tomorrow right because the guy who prints the passport's gone home early and um i said well to be honest i'm flying tomorrow morning I think it was nine o'clock with two friends to Paris. She said, you won't get it, your passport till 10 in the morning. So um, various phone calls to Air France and the British Transport Police. They said, if you had a letter on you to say what's happened and the driver's license, then Air France may let you on the flight out and somebody can bring your passport out after. But um, it wasn't to be. and. Um, I was, two of my friends flew off to Paris and I was left in um, Manchester Airport on my own, Yeah. Knowing, not knowing what to do next. And so I went to Air France and luckily there was a football supporter there. She said, I, I, I've seen what's going on. She said, I will get you on your, your ne- the next flight at one o'clock this afternoon to Paris. All you need to do is get in, in a taxi or a, or a train to Liverpool and pick up your passport. So hopped in a taxi and I said to the driver, can you get me to Liverpool, sharpish, I've got a passport to pick up. He said, no problem. He got me there and my passport was waiting for me. And then um, the rest is history really. I got back to, to the airport in Manchester in good time and she got me on the next flight for £60 extra. Yeah. And then it became quite an issue. Um, The Daily Post reported about it. Can you help this man find his bag? So I didn't realise I was in the Daily Post and what have you. And then a lot of people put on social media, Tim's lost his bag or whatever. And on the flight to Paris, I touched down and then I met an old friend of mine who I saw in the, who met me in the airport, he had his bucket hat on and... My phone had loads of messages saying British Transport Police have found your passport and everything in the bag. So my voucher for the Northern Ireland game was still in the bag. Okay. It's a long story. I could write a book about it. But <laughs> basically, to cut a long story short, a guy at the, at the train station in Pwyllalli found my bag totally intact, took it to um, Barmouth. My wife went to Barmouth to pick the bag up. Brought it back to Bala, and the lads from Corwin. picked me back what I needed, the voucher for the next game, yeah. and brought it out the following morning of the match. So, in the end, a crazy 48 hours, but everything. All's well that ends well. All's well that ends well, but it was a, it was, it was an, an emotional time because when they told me I couldn't get on that flight to Paris, I, I broke down. Yeah, and I was on my own, no other Welsh fans about. But I got on the next flight, and it was nice to see some familiar faces from Anglesey and Llanroost and have a pint with them and tell them my story. and It was a
0: real emotional one, yeah. Oh, it was
1: a roller coaster, and then we got down. And obviously, we beat Northern Ireland. It was a very tiring couple of days, but it was, you know, it was well worth it to tell the story. And I went all the way to the semi-final. Then
0: I guess the beauty of being self-employed means you could. Dip in and out of France. You could watch all the games. Did you have any stock left over? Was it all sold out, or were you in a situation where every time you'd come home, you were thinking, oh, these orders are going crazy now."
1: Yeah. Well, I only came on home once for that that period of time.
0: You didn't want to risk it, then, did you? No, I came home twice. Sorry, you came home twice. Lose your passport again? Yeah,
1: we got a ferry the next time, which wasn't that enjoyable because I'm not a very good traveller on a ferry. But um, I told people as much, you know, on social media that I'm taking nothing out. And no orders will go out until Wales get knocked out. So we left Wales full of hope. But if we'd have got knocked out after the three games, I'm sure we'd have all come home happy. But the expectations exceeded everybody. And it was just, you know, we were on a whirlwind. And I think the majority of people I sell my stuff to were were over in France anyway. Mm. You know, I don't know how much support we took, we took thousands over there. So I think there wasn't many people left at home, you know.
0: But you knew when I get home, it's when be, everyone gets home,
1: when everybody got got home. Eventually, the whole, you know, you, you know, probably there's been books written about it, and um, various people have written books about the whole experience. But the feel good factor lasted for a long time. And what is good about what I do? I sell the bucket hats. You know, you, we all know that some of the Welsh fans like a drink. And a lot of them lost the hats in France. Yeah. So they ought to buy them again, which is good for my business. Yeah. Or they either give them away or they either lost them in a bar or whatever, because I give away too, um, because the Belgians and the French were willing to pay silly money for them. Um, so, um,
0: I'm not sure what's going on there. All silly. Carry on, Tim.
1: So yeah, it's good. It's good for business because people get a bit tipsy and they lose their scarves, their hats.
0: Maybe this is your next business venture. Hire someone to steal hats.
1: I think yeah, it's a good idea that to go out there and steal hats off people in the pub at a Wales away game. So uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, you know, and I even had French people buying my some of my product after who. Um, from Brittany. Okay. There was a connection there. I spoke to some people from Brittany who were disappointed they didn't get a game in France. There was no games in France. Walking to the ground in Bordeaux. And they were following Wales over there. Okay. And since then, I've sold um, stuff to like the Celtic nations. Places like Brittany. So, you know, it wasn't just Welsh people buying my stuff. It was even Belgium and French people. Who, especially the Belgians, I think they appreciate, it. they were in awe of the support that we took over the Red Wall and what have you, and they wanted to be part of it. You know, they were very good after we beat them. You know, the, the Belgians had no problems at all. And, you know, the support, the whole Red Wall and, you know, the camaraderie that we had, and obviously we spent a lot of money in France as well. Mm. Um, you know, then it's the the, the feel good factors carried on, and it's now it's a two year anniversary, I think people are remembering what we achieved back then and people are now asking for designs that were were brought out, the t-shirts, especially for the Euros, people still want to you know, part of it, like you know, um, so I think in 10 years time it'll still be the case, but hopefully we'll qualify again before then, so you know, there'll be something else to talk about then, won't there?
0: So what's next? You know, uh, from what you're talking about there, obviously everyone wants something fresh, the majority of the Wales fans have already got the same product. So even if in 10 years' time they're still celebrating Euro 2016, it's just about coming up with different designs. Do you yeah. do all that yourself?
1: Yeah, I come up with the ideas myself, and I've got a few people that do my designs for me they are very uh, good at what they do. And um, they're all Welsh fans, but they're either uh, graphic designers or they're artists in their own right. So they enjoy working alongside me because they go and watch Wales. And... Um, I've even got an Italian guy um, doing some of my designs who um, who's mad on the super furry animals. Right. He's, he's, he's absolutely nuts on them. So um, I think he's coming over for, sorry, a Spanish guy, he's coming over for the Spain game. So I'll meet him for the first time possibly. Yeah. But he's absolutely mad on super furries. Um, obviously the tie in with the Welsh affair, um, which I hope will continue you know, uh, for the, in the future. Um, that's an exciting time. New website. Um, done the collaboration with the Welsh lads from Weekend Defender. Um, you know, how,
0: I, how does that come about, Tim? So co- collaborating with somebody like Weekend Defender, just two like-minded businesses.
1: I think so. Yeah. Um, the both lads who, who run the company are both Welsh fans. You know, they were both in the Euros and they follow Wales. So I met up with them in London, and then we brought out the collaboration packable jacket. Which, you know, you see quite a few around now, especially in this weather. It's the perfect jacket to wear at an evening when you want to go down the pub maybe in a pair of shorts. Yeah. Um, another company is Baz Larger. Um, do a lot with them. Uh, simple designs, but they seem to uh, be popular. Um, so, uh, on a North Scandinavian feel. Um, so, yeah, they work. Um, there's other stuff planned um, in the future. Always doing the, the gigs, the charity gigs. That's become a big thing of what I do. Um, the stage under the Canton stand for Wales games is happening again for the next three games. So we're promoting Welsh bands in both languages, which is important. We've got um, Gwilym um, playing before the Spain game on the stage and they've got a new album coming out. Um, we've also got the National Rod in Cardiff. My second Astervod. I did Anglesey last year, which was my first one, so I never knew how I was how it was going to go, but it was very successful. Um Was you know, and it was always you always think, shall I do another one? But you know, I'm doing the next one in Cardiff in in August, so hopefully that'll go go well as well. Ex-
0: explain that then, Tim. Uh, these charity concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what are they under the banner Spirit of Fifty Eight? Under
1: the banner Spirit of Fifty Eight. So I'm a music fan, a big music fan. Go to a lot of gigs as much as I can. Not so easy living in a place like Bala, But, you know, I think it broadens the mind when you go to Liverpool and Manchester to watch bands over the years. We've been doing it since the mid-80s as a group of friends from this area. Some have gone their own way, but I still try and go to as many as I can. And it brings people together. And I thought football and music go hand in hand for a lot of people. And um, it all started in uh, Cardiff prior to some other games uh, where we put on um, three or four bands in the day and DJs and I think we've raised now in the region of 25,000 which has been distributed th- only in Wales to various charities mainly for kids within Wales which I think is important um, and um, the next one is in Ballard this Saturday um, where we've got three live bands playing in Nairdbidig. Which is um, a venue which the local community are fighting to keep open. Um, Which is, you know, I grew up going to that venue because it was a cinema and it's still a cinema. So if I can help in any way to keep it going, I'm all in favour of trying to keep independent venues going, Um, like the Full Moon in Cardiff, which shut down for a while. We played, we done three gigs there, and now our gigs have moved across the road to um, Club Ibarr. So they're all independent venues and I think it's important to support them. And, to, and we've had people like Mike Peters from The Alarm playing and he was, I would say, he was mobbed before one of the games. He travelled from America on a tour on a Thursday, I think, and travelled down to Cardiff on the Friday to play two gigs for me at Club Ivar and at the ground. And from some of the pictures in the, the ground, he was mobbed by... I would say probably Welsh fans probably probably old enough to know better but he was a hero to many people growing up in the 80s with music and he had a fantastic time like you know brilliant yeah so um done two charity cds first one sold out second one still available with Welsh only bands or with a connection with Wales in again in both languages and hopefully we're doing uh, vinyl uh, soon as well, which I'm passionate about vinyl, so that's a new thing. And ho- hopefully, if I get the time, we'll be launching at the Istervo this year.
0: And what's the website then, Tim? It, the, what's the website, and is it gonna change when you the, get, websites, get
1: the new um, website? Yeah, no, it, it, You just I think you just Google Spirit 58 and it comes up straight away. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first thing that does come up. And the, the reason for the new website is to give people more options on how to pay for goods um, and you know it will look more professional and more appealing to people as well and it'll probably be an easier way of buying stuff and there will be a bit about the brand which we spoke about today on it and uh, one of the other things which has become quite a big thing is a lot of people send pictures in the wearing the product or you know with the car stickers throughout the world on location, usually at football or a music concert, but it can be anywhere in the world. They'll send me pictures, and we've got this little tagline going, oh, we get everywhere, which has become um, popular. Okay. And, I, you know, I've got thousands of pictures to go through of various people in various places throughout the world. And what I, uh, you know, what people do is get involved with the way, with what I do. It's not just that they buy something, but they do actually get involved after, and they, they become part of... Um, what I do, and then we all get to meet each other at the football and at the the, uh, gigs that we put on. So it's it's become a bit of a family, really. It's become the older generation, you know, guys in their 40s and 50s, and now they're bringing their sons and daughters along now, which is, you know, great to see, like, you know.
0: Well, I'm sure the product and the brand will keep on growing. Mm. We've added the Hughes Grey T-shirts. We're going to sort them out. Maybe the Longman's Football World podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well as soon as this cult following hits uh hits the mainstream and it gets big there's there's surely going to be t-shirts there
1: has got to be a t-shirt for everything isn't it so uh, <laughs> yeah, why not innit? why not at all?
0: Nah, I wish you the best of luck, Tim anything else to plug before we go
1: um I't got anything else i think I've, I've I've covered everything it's just uh you know I just like to say thank you to people who do support what I do. nobody has to buy what I do but mm. um you know from from nothing to where we are now is' it's, it's quite an achievement. I think I'm quite proud of, of, and I virtually do everything, you know, the ideas are my own. And, um, but I've got go a small, good small group of people around me who help enhance what I do. And uh, if anybody else wants to get anything, you know, they want to get involved, you know, just to get in touch through social media. I'm always willing uh, to listen to what other people have got in mind. Top man, Tim, thanks for your time. Thank thanks thanks for your much. hospitality. No problem.
0: There we go. Thank you very much to Tim. The spirit of 58 is alive and well. Uh, Lovely little coffee, lovely sit down chat and an intriguing little bit of insight into a man who followed his dream. Working and decided, no, I want something different in my life. So well done to Tim. I'm sure that the brand will continue to grow, will continue to be very, very successful. Wales fans and beyond will continue to buy his work. So remember, Spirit of 58, get on his website, give him a follow on Twitter, Instagram, all of the above and help support a good man and a good cause. Thank you, Tim. Everybody who enjoyed, everybody who listened, please leave a review, subscribe, leave a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, ta Special mention before we leave the podcast to a couple of companies. One big, one, well, I wouldn't say small, but up and coming. Hughes Grey, Building Merchants. I didn't mean the criticism of t-shirts. It's a top quality t-shirt, just like the rest of the produce in the store. So pick them over any of the others. Hughes Grey, outstanding service with those boys. And also a company, a little clothing company. And uh, this podcast with Tim Williams wouldn't have been possible without him. Um, little heads up from Andrew, who started off the company Rilevare. He uh, he got in touch and said, "Hey, why don't you uh, why don't you get Tim Williams on the podcast? I'd be interested in in hearing uh, how he started off, his experiences." So that's what I did. So give Andrew's company Rilevare a little follow on Instagram, R I L E V A R E Rilevare. Rilavare. Beautiful little Italian name, I think it is. Got hoodies, hats, trousers, amongst other things. Rillivari, check it out.